Okay, go. Welcome to the Trill NBA show. I'm your host, Felicia and Rose Anuha, aka the Trillist NBA you will ever know. And I'm here to help you survive and thrive in corporate America by giving you the truth and being as real as only I can be. Oh my Happy Sunday, God. everybody. <laughs> That made my whole fucking day. So, haha, my editor's white. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, I'm an equal opportunity. Man. I like yes. the ultimate the devil. evil no. combo. <laughs> I was like, man, when they hear my voice, they're going to know immediately. That's a white dude. <laughs> Who is this Chris? She Who has never guy? had a white person on her show. <laughs> I can hear it in his chest. He's all nasally. <laughs> That's a white man. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that time that we put in that, um, I put in that Eddie Murphy quote in your show. It was from Beverly Hills Cop. Where oh, he's yeah. talking. <laughs> it's that black goot cop and that white cop. And the, and the black cop is like, we're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> it should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. See, that's more natural for us. You've been hanging out with this dude too long. Yes, and I love how you think of these things and you find these pop culture references to, to throw <laughs> in. <laughs> All right, Felicia, you are in the hot seat. Oh, so, great. <laughs> Tell me the story of how the podcast began. <laughs> I want to know why you started Trill NBA. It was the winter of 77 <laughs> and my mom was supposed to have me in December, but like a true Negro, I came late. <laughs> Uh, no, so... Y'all see what I have to put up with whenever I edit the show? Oh he does, poor thing. No, I'm just kidding. I love I, it. I do. I, 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 I say all these things uh, when I record, <laughs> and then I'm like, Chris, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm, I'm like, I know you're shaking your head right now. <laughs> no, um, I, and I'll tell you what, I'm never, ever shaking my head. I'm always just cracking up. Good, <laughs> good, because it's shenanigans. Um, but no, so... I I actually started the show as an internet radio show on DFWI radio in 2017. And at that time, I was taking an audio engineering class at the community college. And it was all started because my therapist was like, you need to get a life and you need to figure out something to do with yourself. Um, but also, I always had a passion and it only got more as... I was struggling in these corporate spaces. So by that point, I was on my third corporate gig after business school. And again, once again, I found myself like struggling, just struggling so bad. Um, and I'm like, there's got to be answers, right? And I was just really passionate about it. And I knew that I wasn't the only one struggling. And so like... Mm. Uh, if you go back to episode 15 in season three, I actually go on a bit of a rant where I talk about 
you know, how I've, you know, come to realize, like, this is the sole thing I want to focus on. I have finally given into the fact that much of my energy and efforts for the rest of my life will be focused on solving one problem. And it's a problem that I just have found myself extremely passionate about. And that is the non-existence of Black woman representation in corporate leadership. I don't know why this drives me crazy, but if you listen to this show, last season started with corporate America hates Black women. (laughs) And I know that's a bold statement, but right now, I mean... (laughs) It's a lot, y'all. It's a whole lot. And some people may be saying, okay, why is this a problem? Like, we got all this black girl magic. You know, we're having lots of new firsts everywhere. But y'all, in corporate, this is a problem. And it is a problem because the powers that be want us to spend our money on their products, but they don't want to pay us. It took me a while to, (laughs) and it's still like, cause you know, I have been cultured to like, think that corporate America is the end all be all, you know, I was told like, go to school, get a good job. And so I did all that. And I'm like, not comfortable in my own skin. A lot of times I find myself, I'm like, you know, I want to be my authentic self, my full black ass self. You know, you tell me to be authentic, but then if I come authentically, it's a problem, (laughs) right? And what I've learned, though, in this current role I'm in is that, yes, Felicia, be you, but be your positive, happy you, right? And so even though I'm fully made up of the positive and the negative, like it's, you know, I have my good days and bad days like everybody else. I realize that when I bring that good, if I stay intentional about it, that really is like the secret sauce. And I can say Mm. all kinds of shit. I have talked to my coworkers crazy. (laughs) One day I I told Ariad, I was like, I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. (laughs) (laughs) who tells their boss that like felicia but but the funniest part was i love my team so then the abm on my team she comes in and she goes um i would just like to say that i am not true to this i am very new to this and then me and my boss start cracking up like (laughs) so my whole team my whole squad right now in the job i have like we're so Gucci. But, you know, I I think because of this show, I have had definitely a very positive outlook now. And that has been game changer for me. And I hope mm-hmm. that that's come through in the show. This One of the things I noticed about you, like, from the beginning is that, like, I could tell that you bring the positive side to work. And what I love about your show is you bring the, I understand it's tough, so you bring what some would call negative. I don't ever see it as negative, but it's like that, hey, I'm going to acknowledge that this shit is hard. But then you always have this, like, 
but remember they're people too. Or remember, you just have to be positive. Or if this is for you, then it's for you. I don't know. You always come with some like grace message in the end of it. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Like That's therapy. You can't <laughs> just stay. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, you can't just stay in one of those zones, but I think you you carry them both really nicely. And I think that's why your show is so healthy and engaging. So shout out to my group therapist, Peggy, uh, a white woman, the truest white woman I've ever met in my life. Um, <laughs> and outside of my, uh, outside of Harriet. Uh, <laughs> All right, right. But like Peggy, she, so the rules for therapy were, Bring your truth uh, and give yourself grace. Mm. Those are only two rules. That's it, man. That and that's like the secret sauce of your show, right there. Yeah, yeah. Because besides you, well, you know, I am the truest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's what we have to have in all spaces and all situations we find ourselves in, because it reminds us and grounds us in our humanity. I think the ego so easily in corporate takes over. And that's a lot Mm. of the problems and a lot of the things we come up against. And Mm. that's why I wanted to like really start this show. And so when I decided to take it from DFWI radio into a podcast, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. Like I'm just going to do a podcast. That's why I took the audio engineering class. Um, but I came to quickly realize that the vision I had for the show in my head was not what was actually coming out on Apple Podcasts or, you know, Spotify. <laughs> and I would listen to the <laughs> audio. <laughs> and I would be like, oh, God. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, like, when I started out, you know, Nikayla, um, and, and you know, Nikayla's the reason why we met. So Nikayla... Mm-hmm. Matthew's a Kome, the host of Side Hustle Pro. I actually, in order to learn how to turn this into a podcast, I took her master class, which is amazing. And if you can get in, yeah, yeah. get in there. Um, if you want right. to do a she's, podcast, she's opening it back up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So we'll. I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode. Um, but she's she's the reason I I really got started. And she's the reason I, I wanted to do better. But she would always say, done is better than perfect. But then I'd mm-hmm. listen to my done, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't like <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> like, if you listen to, like, the first remix episode you did. So there are some episodes that I'm trying to fill in the gaps when I moved last year. Because I was really like, I want to produce an episode a week. Um, and so in 2019, we did that. But we needed some remix episodes because I was like, I went to the Seychelles in South Africa. I moved to Atlanta. Like, I was all over the place. And during that time, I'm like, how do you get an episode in? And he was like, Chris was like, well, let's just remix. And so you'll hear one of the popular episodes is a Fuck Your Lackability episode I did. Um, Again, such a good title. Got it done, right? But then you remixed it. And even if you just listen to the beginning... Where there is no sound design. It's just me talking. And I sound drunk, but I'm really not. Uh, I was just trying to... I was too much in my head when I was recording. <laughs> mm. And trying to be perfect, knew, knowing that I'm not a good editor. And then if you listen to the remix episode where you took that audio and you elevated it. 
And I'm like, dang, why can't I do that? But that's why, you know, I pay <laughs> you. So like, yeah. We'll play that clip now. Welcome to the Trill MBA show. I'm your host, the Trillest MBA you will ever know. And I'm here to help you survive and thrive in corporate America by giving you the truth and being as real as only I can be. Today, this topic is near and dear to my heart because it causes all of my anxiety about corporate America. Today, we're going to talk about... Now, let's start this remix. Welcome to the Trill MBA show. I'm your host, the Trillist MBA you will ever know, and I'm here to help you survive and thrive in corporate America by giving you the truth and being as real as only I can be. This topic is near and dear to my heart. Today, we're going to talk about the reason why you get promoted or the reason why you don't get promoted. It all comes down to one thing, likability. And yeah, so if you you hear that great sound design in this in the second clip from the first clip, and it's it's like really amazing how you can take my voice and elevate it with with your ideas, Chris. So I really appreciate it. Thanks. Well, it's nice to have a good voice to work with, you know, like a good content, content that is like inspiring to others and that I learn from. You learn. Um, so it makes it easy to get creative, you know. You learn from the podcast, Chris? Well, <laughs> here's what I learned is that I needed Felicia like six years ago when I wasn't running my own business and I was working for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I... I don't know. I always grew up thinking, oh, you know, fuck corporate, you know. Yeah. Well, it's probably a probably a privileged <laughs> position to no, take. Like, oh, I, I can do ev- what I want. I think everybody <laughs> should feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I and but you know, I found myself in a job and you know uh every at some point in the job, like here's one example, you know. We were a mainly dude's office. I think we had a few women in there. And, you know, all the dudes are going to breakfast, you know, one day a week. And I'm like, no, I'm not ever going to that breakfast. It's not because I, it's not even because I didn't like the guys. I just like didn't, I did not want to play the game. But I also didn't (laughs) advance anywhere, you know, and I didn't have my head in that culture. And like, you got to play, you know, and so when I listen to your show and you're like, you need to, whether you want to or not, you need to play the game. You need to be making these relationships. That's how you're going to advance. That's how you find out the nuances of your job. And like, it's at the water cooler or whatever. I think I heard that on your show. I don't yep, know. Yep. You, you know, and all of that. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really and it makes that. your life easier. That's the thing. Like, yeah. stop resisting. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> stop resisting the process. Just stop resisting. Embrace the bullshit. See it for what it is. And I think, you know, and I've gotten that feedback before, right? Like, Felicia, I love your show because it's not like you don't try to make us drink the Kool-Aid of the office, right? Like, you try to be real about like, okay, I see it. And here's how I make that work for me. See, I'm going to be like Crystal 
on the read and be like, Kid Fury, you were supposed to turn your ringer off. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, but like, Ding. right. Um, that's 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 the goal of the show. And what what that really does, though, I think why that resonates with people, it allows you to feel seen. Mm-hmm. Right. So when mm. we gaslight this thing and like try to make it seem like oh it's great corporate yes ah it's great just uh, do it do it <laughs> like but yet people are like stabbing you in the back and trying to make these perceptions that you're a bitch and you know like people Ooh. are trying to undermine your work or steal your work and then I'm sitting in all this shit but I'm supposed to be like yay I love it like no <laughs> Oh, no, man. that's not. So I, I want us to recognize, <sighs> like, yes, all this shit goes on. But here's how you manage it. Here's how you make it work for you. Here's how to be happy despite mm. all those things. So and- you just took it in such a better direction than I was thinking, because I was thinking, here's how you beat the game. And you're like, here's how you be happy. But I think that's the actual. That's winning. Where we need to be as a human is like, I just want to be peaceful. I don't. I don't need to beat anything. I don't need, I don't even need to worry about losing anything. It's no, like, you don't. So that's what I love about you, man. You just <laughs> rocked you, it. You don't, you don't. Okay. So what is your absolute favorite, like technical thing about producing the show? All right. I think one of the, I, okay. So I'm going to start with our personalities because we mm-hmm. mesh really well. Yes. So like when we first talked, and I learned kind of ha- what your style is. And it's it's kind of, um, it's humorous. It's, uh, it's, it's big in like a, um, it's like a go big kind of mindset. So yeah. like when you make a point, you're totally cool with it. Just like cold, hard stop, put in a clip that, you know, that makes that point mm-hmm. in a kind of funny way or whatever. You're also down with like subtle stuff and whatever, but like... I, I like that because that's kind of how my brain works. And so I'll be listening and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what should go there. Um, and sometimes you send me clips that are perfect. So like, I like that we click like that and I can totally see where you're going. And then like, I can, I can do my own thing as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy that you like sound, creative sound design too. So like, I, I have fun sometimes when you're like talking about... <laughs> There's that one time you were talking about people showing up to, uh, I don't know, it's like recruitment fairs or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you I talked love about, and talking. you're like, you better come correct. And uh, you were like talking about this dude who comes up to your table who's like, hey, can I have an internship? <laughs> <laughs> but then I took your voice and I pitched it down like three no- yes. notes or something to where like your voice was the boy voice. <laughs> yes, it was so good. I was like, I know that's me. And that sounds scary, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> I have to pass them along. And every time it would pain me because the dude that just walked up like, yo, sis, like, I'm just, I'm trying to get an internship. Yo, sis, like, I'm just, I'm trying to get an internship. No, I can't pass you along because you're not going to make me look bad in front of my colleagues because you don't know the rules of engagement. That's what you're not going to do. 
that's how it sounds when they come to your booth like this. <laughs> like, and they're not. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my no. gosh. Be prepared, people. I love that. And I love that you're creative in that way. And we're going to continue that. And we're just going to keep refining that and make it better. But that's right. What my is- favorite. Oh, I got to tell you favorite? my favorite. Okay. I just, I just remembered. And I want to play you guys this clip. Now listen, I got a little story for y'all. Picture it. 3.30 p.m. You just got back to your desk from your two o'clock meeting that ran over. You dock your Lenovo ThinkPad and wait for Windows 7 to warm up so you can get into your email because, you know, slavery. So you check your notes from the meeting, trying to figure out if you can get away with not sending a recap email because uh, why spend any time and effort on a recap email if nobody's going to read it? So your computer finally boots up You open Outlook. Welcome. You've got mail. And there are 126 new emails. (sighs) You wonder why you spent lunch at your desk trying to get your unread emails to zero. (sighs) You start scanning your inbox to see if there is anything super urgent that sticks out. Then you see the subject in all caps. Need by E-O-D today, exclamation point. You feel your pulse quicken and your eyes squint and you cut them as you see this email is from Mike, your supply chain cross-functional, the one that gets on your last goddamn nerve. You hold your breath as you click to open it fully because it's so fucking long that you can't see it all from the preview pane. Then you start to read it. Felicia, per our conversation yesterday, you were sending me the data that shows each region where we are growing in product overstock. I need this by end of business day today to impact the forecast for Q3. Do you know how to pull this data? It should only take 10 minutes. Let me know if you can't get this to me by five. Best, Mike. Now Mike didn't CC'd your boss. On top of that, Mike don't check his goddamn email because guess what? You sent the data yesterday about 20 minutes after your long ass meeting. Now, you got two choices. You could Michelle Obama this. When they go low, we go high.
Or you could keep that same energy and reply like, If I wanted to say that, I would have wrote it. Well, I you said, said that. I said what I said. Okay, well, what okay. you said was some bull****. But you don't like it, it. You don't like it. I sure okay. damn don't like it. Well, then, what you want me to do? Yes, this is frustrating, but pause, take a deep breath, and now let's think through our best possible outcome when sending emails. I think you called me and you were like, I want this to feel like a scene, like in a movie, and then like. I, I grabbed all of these samples from like freesound.org. If any of you are sound designers, freesound.org is where you can get a lot of clips. And so like there's a chair rolling. There's someone sitting. There's like all the individual yes. clips. You got chair rolling, chair sit down, type, Typing. Mouse. That was so good. That was the episode <laughs> that this one woman I had coached for free, mind you. And I, I knew her, <laughs> but she accused me of taking her story and making an episode. And that was that. Yes, because oh, I didn't realize tone, it was that. It was one. about tone and email, right? That's the whole right. episode yeah, about yeah, yeah. tone and email. And so, yeah. like, she cussed me out and blocked me on social media. Ooh. Because she legit thought that it was all about her. Now, mind you, yes, like. During that time, I was literally coaching six different people who had this issue about their emails and they were getting feed, different kinds of feedback, but all were like, yo, tone. So it was all this tone feedback and email and they were all black women. But like, yeah. the funniest thing was the the real catalyst for that story was my friend Tiffany, who's been on the show. Mm. And mm-hmm. she had something go down at, at a previous employer and she told me about it. And so that story is really her story. So when this girl got mad at me, I had to call Tiffany and be like, yo, so, you know, the funny thing is she's mad at me because she thinks this is her. But actually, this is really your story. So like, I don't I don't want to make sure you cool with this because I don't give a damn about her funky ass and her funky attitude. I, You're my friend. Like, you're my BFF. Like, I don't want to piss you off. And I never thought anything of it. But that just goes to show you that we go through these things as so similar that this girl was like, to this day, she is 100% sure that I took her story and broadcasted on my podcast. And I was like, I don't even know how to prove to you. Like, you don't believe me because the stories, the themes and story is so similar and it happens so often that there's probably a lot of my clients that think, oh, you talking about me. You did this because of me. And it's like, no, bitch. I would never just put like one person's story and it's an outlier and make that on my podcast. Like, how does that help anybody else? Like if it's if it it's not a theme and it doesn't help everybody or a lot of people, then I'm not gonna just have your one off funky ass story, you dumb bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> I just wanna say, yeah, it, I, I wanna like encourage any listener, anyone who's gotten feedback. Felicia's never gonna wave your name 
or your social credentials in her show. No. And so if you get the feeling that something resonates, choose to believe that it's because other people are going through it and not because she's trying to wave your shit all over the internet because she's not. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you for, yeah, you're um, for putting the white man's stamp on that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Your now intentions are so great. I now love embarrassed. it. I love it. So see, this is this is where intentions and impact don't always match. <laughs> oh man. You know how else that happens? How else that comes to life? So Harriet, I'm gonna talk about Harriet. She says she don't listen to the show. This will be the test because now I'm talking about her. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. So Harriet, if for all those who does she know you call her Harriet? Yeah, I call her Harriet to her face now. I'm like, oh okay, so she knows you okay. the truth. So she would recognize. It. She's like, why yeah. are you calling me Harriet? I'm like, cause you the truth. <laughs> she be she be strong and right. You know, I can't stand people who are strong and wrong. But Harriet be strong and right, so you can't even be mad. It's like, well, she right. What you gonna say? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> but I love Harriet. Harriet's from Oakland, so Harriet's like has a lot of blackness. She's just been exposed and embedded into her spirit. Um, and she tells the blackest stories. But one thing uh-huh. I notice about uh-huh. Harriet, because Harriet is, she's very empathetic. And so what'll happen is um, you'll be talking to her, you'll tell her something, and she'll be like, yeah, because one time when this blah, blah, and that happened to me, and like, and so she's telling that. And I can see where when people do that, it people mistake that to be like, Oh, you think this is always about you. And like that's why you have to really, truly understand somebody's heart and their intention. When she's telling you a she's she's trying to tell you, I totally understand you because I've been through that or I've seen that or so that's her way of communicating that. But if you don't understand the person or you don't give them the benefit of, of the doubt or you don't try to see where they're coming from, that can come off as like, Oh, she's such a know-it-all or, oh, blah, 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 blah. Right? And so I had to, when I first met her, I was like, does she realize? And I realized, like, (laughs) because of where her heart is and her intention, like, why would me saying that or doing that ever come across to you in a negative way? But that's the problem I want people to understand, you know, for my audience, is that we can have the purest of heart. But you have to try to start thinking, you know, when you're being strategic in corporate, how is the other person going to take what I'm about to say? And yes, that takes a lot of mental energy, but it'll help you get further mm-hmm. in your career because you're managing your your perception in that way. That's so this good. is a good teachable moment, Chris. Thank you for being, good. being a white man on the show. Speaking of being a white man... How do you feel? Because there's a lot of (laughs) N-words. You mean like when you say no or (laughs) nah or nothing? (laughs) Sure, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, we had this conversation, though. Like, I warned you. Before we ever started Before working together. You said, started. I say the N-word a lot. <laughs> right. You're going to hear it. 
Are you okay you with hear that? It? <laughs> but I was like, I'm gonna follow your lead on I. He's like, I'm not no, gonna say that it. was what I was like, it's not I'm my not place to be like, <laughs> oh, I don't like that word. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, not saying but- it. It would have been fair, though, right? Like, I think it would have been fair for you to say, hey, I, I don't think I can do it. And and I would have been like, oh, okay. Like, I'm going to go find somebody that's fine with it. Because understand, it's 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 a bad word. <laughs> like, it's, uh, well, it's right but- up there with the F word, which is another one of my favorite words, right? It's <laughs> one of mine, too. Chris is like, yeah, you do. You say that one a lot too. But I wanted to be sensitive to the fact that, in all honesty, everybody should probably not say that word. But I'm a rebel. And so if you tell me not to say something, I'm going to say it <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, well, this is something that's been interesting to me. So, like, with, be, between you and like when you have some friends of yours come on and do interviews. I've actually always wondered why, like, you feel maybe more free to say that word, but they definitely won't. They'll allude to it. Like, they'll get right to the edge, but they'll ne- they won't say it. Like, I, I understand that it's bad for me to say it. Like, I get that side, but I can't even pretend to understand your side of that conversation. So, so within the diaspora, <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't agree on the usage of the word. So some people are in the camp of, we have taken our power back and co-opted the word and we'll use it how we see fit. I'm kind of in that camp. But then there are some people who are like, this represents the most vile evilness and you you using this word. And it's funny because the N word and the F word are used very similar. It could be a noun, a verb, uh, like it could be a lot of things, right? And so, but some people are like, it's the history is so vile that we should just not even go there. A similar, like there are other words that are so funny to me. Like again, none of these words mean much of anything to me to say. Like I don't get offended by any of these words. So like the c word, I never really knew. Like and some like the c word is as bad as saying the n word, and I'm like. But it's just a small little four letter. Like it's not, it's, it doesn't even, it just rolls off the tongue. Like it's, I don't know why that, like that one, that word totally does not offend me. The P word doesn't offend me at all. It's something my grandma said all the time. So like, I like these words, just words don't offend me. Right. So, but that's my problem because in the world I live in, words hurt and words matter and words mean things and I have to manage that. So the people that come on my show, they love me for my black ass self, right? And they accept mm-hmm. me and they know what it is because I talk on the show how I talk to my friends, <laughs> right? And, and we are black professionals, but understand we're like bougie and ratchet all at the same time. So all the people who have been on the show are a, a mix of bougie and ratchet. It's just that they are also managing their professional and personal brand as they come on the show, mm-hmm. right? Because this is mm-hmm. a business show. It's a career management show, right? It's right. <laughs> it's supposed to be professional. <laughs> We're supposed to be professionals, Chris. <laughs> but I don't want to be professional because to me, and so this is me being a rebel, right? I don't 
don't want to be professional because professionalism is rooted in white supremacy. So the all the standards of professionalism are dictated by how white people show up. And I don't show up like a white person because I'm black and I have a different experience. And I think that should be embraced. And so this is why I come with the Trillist NBA. I actually had somebody tell me, Felicia, you shouldn't name your show the Trill NBA. That's a slang word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all should see Felicia's <laughs> Uh, you're not about to tell me what to do with my motherfucking show. Please and thank you. If you don't like it, don't listen. Oh, but you know what's fun? To read the comments on Apple Podcasts, to read the reviews and the written comments. And so I started noticing, just warning you, and like, this show is great. It's wonderful. This is all what I needed. Uh, the content is explicit. <laughs> like, like <laughs> warning other people. She gonna say bad words, y'all. Because to me, I have to say the bad words to really drive home how stupid the bullshit is and also drive home how much you can get through it. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what my intention is. I don't say bad right. words totally unintentionally. I mean, they do fall out my mouth like waterfalls uh, naturally. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I appreciate you for rocking with me because some people would be like really offended by my potty mouth. And, um, you know, I thought about it. I was like, should I have you pull together a whole montage of me saying nigga? And I'm like, oh, that's, not, that's not necessary. <laughs> But Chris, Chris, what have you learned? Like, what is what is something you've learned about black people that you didn't know until you started working on this show? Yeah, I knew this question was coming. Because um, I read the show. Right. Hmm. I still don't have a good answer. Or do you, is it that you just, like, I never thought black people were any different. Like, I just, like, y'all just people too, I guess. (laughs) Maybe not say that. I said that. He didn't say that. This is how I imagine white people think. Let me flip it on. So what have I learned about white people? No, no, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it for you. Yeah, no, I've got it for you. That's good to know. (laughs) I actually, to your point about this, how I think... I was working on this audio drama for ABF Creative. It's a multicultural podcast network. And until recently, I was the I was the token white guy on the team. Um, <laughs> surrounded by black people. Um, so, now you know how I feel at work. <laughs> well, I, this is going to get to my answer about what, what I've learned about black people here in a second. But I wanted to interject with this about your like, this is how I think white people think. So I was working on this fight scene for this drama that we never ended up putting out. And uh, I had all these clips to work with, but I, so I put it together and it's like, what well, you know, it's basically just long drawn out fight scene. I've got all these boxes flying around. I've got, you know, they're cussing at each other. I've got them panned left and right. And then they come to center as they get closer. And I played it for this black dude. And he was like, it all sounds great. But the problem is that there would not be any real fight in real life that would sound like that. 
that sounds like what white people think we sound like when we fight. <laughs> it's like, that's good feedback. <laughs> so t- and I was like, I think I know what you're talking about, but I want you to tell me. Because as I was working on it, I kept having this gut feeling that I ignored that they are taking too long to get to center and like square up and like actually fight. Right. So it was just lots and lots of yelling. And he was like, no, yeah, man. White, black They'd be on each other like so fast. Yeah, it, it's, it happens <laughs> quick. Like, oh, okay. If it's, if it's, if a fight's <laughs> like, gonna go was... down, there's there's it's, it's like zero to one hundred real quick. Ain't gonna be a bunch of, like on yeah. TV when you see fight scenes on TV, it's a whole lot of talking, just gin pop fight scene, right? And right. black people would just be like, just whoop his ass already, like little gin. like that's yeah, it's cultural. Yeah. Well, I fi- I fixed it, and it sounded a lot better. And Good. I was like, yeah, of course, because when this dude comes in and he sees that his wife is cheating with someone else, he's not going to stand there and just yell at lips at no, the other guy. No, that's not like, how that goes down. Yeah, that's yeah. not. So uh, that was, that's what that reminded me of when you were like, that's how I imagine white people think. He's like, that's probably what white people think black people sound like. And so it's like this, <laughs> I think you think that I think that we think. <laughs> yeah, that's but, a good uh, lesson though. That's all, all of that is helpful. Um so when I started Podshaper, that's my business name, for those of you who don't know, um, <laughs> I intentionally put people of color on my website. I put black people, I put a lot of women, lots of different shades of hair. Like It was on purpose because I was like, so I didn't have a lot of black friends or Hispanic friends or whatever. And it's just because it's where I was and there wasn't a lot of that. And I was like, well, this is a good opportunity for me to like work with people that aren't like me, which is really important. And the best way to do that is to put their faces on my website. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Feel represented. Right. And uh, yeah. So like Nikayla from side also pro is one of my first clients. Uh, And I reached out to her cold email. Oh, cool. And like, she was like, I just have this gut feeling we should work together. Let's do it, you know? And But then from there, I meet you. And, now, you know, I, I reached out to ABF Creative, that multicultural podcast network. Mm-hmm. That was a cold email. I reached out to Anthony. So, like, I, I, made, I made a conscious decision to try and, like, reach past the white bubble. Yeah. And, like, because I don't actually like the white bubble. I'm interested in not being in a white bubble. It's not <laughs> yeah. interesting to me at all. Um, you you want more flavor in your so life. So one of the you asked me what I've learned from the show. I'd say one of the best things for me. It's not it's not like I learned specific tips and tactics. It's that I feel like you know the more we work together, the more we become friends, and that's important to me. I know that there's that business line that, mm-hmm. and, but I mean we write that nuance well. I don't think that's that's a problem. No. But um, so you know right now there's all the you know Black Lives Matter and allies and stuff and. I know that some complaints about white people are they're trying so hard to be allies that it's really annoying. Or, you know, they're just saying all kinds of bullshit. And you y'all should see her face, right? You said it. I, li- listen, I, I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, y'all don't have to try and be allies if you just make more black friends. Then you'll understand how to just be um and i'm not saying i'm perfect obviously i 
I, I mean, you can't know, be like, you. You live. You are no cultured. We're we're all not perfect, <laughs> right? Like we grew up in this system that we didn't create and that we were indoctrinated in. So, like, we the the mental energy and work it takes to say I'm going to get myself as best I can out of white supremacy. <laughs> that takes real effort, intentionality, work, heart. Like it's not, it's not easy, and and if it's uncomfortable, it's extremely uncomfortable. Um, I though have no problems making any white person uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's a strength. I don't think you have a problem making anyone uncomfortable. I right? don't. No, that was that's made. Good. I've been made uncomfortable my whole life. I. I am a oh, man. I am a fat oh, black woman in America. I am always uncomfortable. I oh, want gosh. to share my uncomfortable with the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys why- to partake. Yeah. I don't want to be holding this all to myself. Right. Why do I have I to share be- the discomfort? Right. You I'm uncomfortable. You gonna be uncomfortable. We're gonna be uncomfortable together, goddammit. Like And then together is better. Right. <laughs> no, but oh, it's not God. it's I would say, okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be vulnerable here. Don't make me cry, damn it. Might, well, okay, I'm I'm gonna try to be honest though. Like so I, okay, so I was listening to this this woman talk about womanism. Mm-hmm. Um womanism. which I'm just learning I'm, about. I've never, I'm a woman. I have a vagina. Um, I do. I checked it. <laughs> I checked it this morning. And um, I've never heard this term womanism. It started with black women, I'm pretty sure. Um, Everything starts so with black women. I'm not going to say too Chris. much about it because this is out of my lane and I'm just now learning about it. Okay. But you can but look ta- up womanism. Share, share, share what you've learned, but Chris. What, basically, the idea that she proposed was that we have we each have cultural things passed down to us, not just from our parents, but our grandparents, great grandparents. And so like white supremacy, specifically, even for people who are trying not to be in that mindset, there is like generation after generation after generation of thought that's just subconscious mm-hmm. that you kind of constantly have to work out, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and just realize that. And don't lie to yourself about it. But I would say one of the, and this is where it, I, I'm going to, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'll, I'll go ahead. I've noticed that the more I work and the more I'm friends with and just am constantly around black people, like the less. Uh, yeah. You, that, the the, the kind the of unconscious subconscious. Bias. Yes. It's, it's, it's unconscious bias. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And that is like, that's being killed in me, and I'm just so happy like about it. And like, right, because you know, you, and that's you didn't, good. You, you, it's a learned thing that you picked up from from my society. parents. Didn't even do it. It's like it's yeah, it's societal. It could even be subconscious. I mean, it's the media bias from like it's, centuries ago. Yeah, I don't it's, know, it's you know, like, like all it's everything around us is all the things we consume. But then think about it like this. So it, and it's subtle things that if you're not intentional about calling out. So like, if you go to a store and you look and you're looking for dolls, just just dolls to buy. All the dolls look white, but what that signals is 
that this must be good. And then what happens is this mental thought process that's very unconscious of, Mm -hmm. oh, well, the opposite is bad. Right. And so it's just these little people grow up in that. Right. Yeah. And so you get these little signals. And so now they've done these experiments where they'll they'll ask a black child. They'll ask all different races of children and they'll have a black doll and a white doll. And they'll say, which doll is pretty? And they'll point to the white doll. Which doll is bad? They'll point to the black doll and like every child. So it's like it's so ingrained in our our society in these very nasty, insidious, subtle ways that. I mean, you got five, six year olds saying they don't want black dolls. Black dolls are bad and they're black themselves. So now what do you so now what do you think of yourself if you're a black child and you've been taught some way that black dolls are bad and that Mm -hmm. doll looks like you, Mm -hmm. you know, and we don't. That's what I'm saying. Like and all this carries itself into corporate. Because mm-hmm. if you let this society, like if you're alien and you come down to earth and you do an analysis of the society, you'd be like, oh, white people are human and black people are not human. Like that's the messaging. Mm. And it's so it's said mm. in so many different ways, verbally, non-verbally, mm-hmm. visually. Mo- yeah. Right. And so yeah. you've been put in a position where my humanity is undeniable. And so now you realize, yeah. and it's like a light bulb goes off, like, oh. And it's like you're seeing people for humans. Well, it's like my subconscious is doing yeah. it. So, like, yeah. my conscious mind was like, I know she's a fucking human. Right. Like, right, and right, that's right. why I'm reaching out. But then my subconscious is like, oh, I can't even, like, I, I can't even, like, so easily go to uh, the negative anymore, um, right. you know, thought processes, which right. is, man. Which you didn't even know you had, right? Like, which I didn't know I had, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's like the first time I realized that I had male privilege, and we're not even talking about white male privilege. The first time I realized I had male privilege was like two or three years into my marriage, and it was in a church setting, and my and my wife Becca was just like so angry and wanting to leave, and I was so uncomfortable because I've been like in church my whole life, and I'm like, why? And like we just, she started seeing like way before me, of course, that this is like a, this is a patriarchal uh-huh. power system, mm-hmm. and they say they love Jesus and stuff, but they also say that I'm not allowed to like say scripture from the front, which is mm-hmm. what the hell, you know? And like, and, that's and, why I forget and, you and from Texas. That's I forget. Yeah, you recognize that, don't you? Yes. You yeah. recognize that. That's a South, that's a Southern thing. That's a Southern thing. But like, yes. that was like so much discomfort realizing just my male privilege. And now we get into white male privilege. And I'm just like, oh gosh, there's so much. There's so much that needs to be like broken down. But but love has the power. Ooh, I'm going to get all like philosophical. Love has the power to change it without destroying anything, which right. is kind of cool. No. And so <laughs> let me, I want to ask you this question, Chris, because you, you're my resident white man. Um, so do you feel like as you're learning all these things and your, 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 your perspective is, is changing and evolving, do you feel like you're losing anything? Do you feel like anything's being taken away from you? No, I'm gaining. (laughs) 
See, I'm and this totally is what gaming. I, this is what I want white men to understand. So there are some white men that listen to the show. I don't know if I tell you the emails I get from my hey, what's up? You know, the, about ten white men that listen. Oh, there's ten. I, I thought think it was so. like one and me. No, yes. no. There's a number. This they needs to be curriculum me. for every white man. Every yes. white man needs to listen to your show, like yes. as part of their life curriculum. That's what yes. I, I, I dig that. <laughs> no, but I get these emails, and it, it always starts out with, "Hey, Felicia, um, I know I'm not your target audience. I'm a white man, but you helped <laughs> me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it." And I'm like, that's so those are, dope. Those are my boys right there. <laughs> I mean, but it's so dope because the point of this show is helping people manage their career. Now, I may mm-hmm. target it to black women, but 98% of the tactics that I say, everybody, even the fix your face stuff. There are some white men that make faces in the meetings and people read that and they make a perception of it it may not be as harsh of a perception as a black woman but like still Mm -hmm. you're communicating and you need to be aware of what you're communicating with your face right like that's Mm -hmm. fair game for everybody um so i may address the nuances of for black women specifically but these tactics, building relationships, you know, reading Del Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I mean, if you're a white man, you should be all in that book. It was written for you. Like, let's be clear. It was written in the 30s by a white man for other white men. Del Carnegie is probably rolling over in his grave knowing that I am exploiting his book for my game. I understand. <laughs> and I am here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Make that man roll. Exactly. He's probably, he probably getting uncomfortable in that other position anyway. Exactly. <laughs> he needed to roll. <laughs> uh, We're talking about dude. dead white men, guys. This is great. Dead no, so men. real quick, um, before we go, uh, what do you want the listeners to know about what we have coming up for season five? <laughs> oh, I think that I'm supposed to ask you that. <laughs> I know I flipped it because I was like, you know, I wonder. I just wanted to know what you were thinking because I don't think we really. This is this is my opportunity. Okay. To put my white stamp of approval yes, on your show. Yes, come through the white stamp of approval. <laughs> white man stamp. Oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing when that happened. Be un- be- live in I- the uncomfortable, Chris. It's fine. That's right. Oh, I'm 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 all for it. Anyway. <laughs> Um, people, we need Felicia to get out of corporate and get into this space full time. Oh, um, she coached my wife not too long ago, uh, about how to ask for more money. Cause my wife just got a job. My wife, Becca, I'll just call her Becca now. Felicia coached her and, you know, and, and how to ask for more money in the offer. They talked for a while and Becca did ask. And she went in, you know, with enough knowledge and confidence to do it and then was told that, hey, that's that's the most we can do. But what was great to see was that Becca felt really good that she had asked early on and that she stood up for herself early on. And that's something that Felicia helped her do. Like, and she wanted to and didn't know how. And uh, yeah, so that was really cool. But I think that Felicia could do that for everyone and in corporate spaces. So Felicia did not ask me to say this, but 
if we could start ramping up some uh, giving to her Patreon bucket. <laughs> I don't even we need have to fund a Patreon. Her so she can quit. We need to fund her so she can quit. Um, that's all I'm saying. So you guys email her, let her know what you're going to like do. It, she has like 2000 listeners or something. So if each of you gets 50 bucks, that's enough to supplement her income and help her go full time. And if she's uncomfortable with me saying that, then we can cut it out. I, Back I to you. <laughs> how am I going to be the truest? <laughs> tell you to cut that. Um, I, first of all, she's I like, appreciate that. I, I do want to do this full time. I'm I'm working on some things. Um, yeah, she's good I, at fact, it, man. Come March 31st, I might be doing this full time <laughs> <laughs> because if I don't if I don't land another gig at Coke because <laughs> uh, of the reorg. But what she didn't say, Coke. She actually said Igor. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, so since they announced layoffs, um, you can talk I had to update, it. I had to update my LinkedIn. Oh, okay. So I know the, the protocol was, let's not talk about, you know, I, I wanted, cause I do use bad words. I wanted to kind of separate, but now like, no, I work for the Coca-Cola company. Uh, I am not, but this show has nothing to do with Coke. So disclaimer. Obviously. Right? Like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm a senior brand the only, manager. The only thing this show has to do is is when you compliment your boss, Harriet. That's I mean, well, that, she deserves that's it. That's as close as this comes to your work. She deserves it. She's <laughs> she's a G. Uh but, but guys, like, let's not let's not let's not go beyond the fact that we wanna support Felicia to uh, do this full time. I really appreciate that. Um no, I did not pay you to do that. I, I will say thank you for that. Yes, guys, mm-hmm. I I guess I will have to set up a Patreon now. Um, <laughs> so hopefully mm-hmm. I can get that done before the show airs. And then, um, but no, like, yeah, I, I think I need to just go to the audience and ask for help. Because if we don't start getting some funding, I am not going to be able to sustain you know, producing the show. Uh, I do pay Chris. <laughs> he has a whole ass family, <laughs> as he's mentioned, um, and he, that he needs to support. So he cannot do this show for free, even though he would. He cannot, uh, which is understandable. And then um, I do have a small team of t- contractors. So they keep the show going. But as you've noticed, like the first to go was my social media. So like right now <laughs> it's sparse. Uh, because I now have to run it. <laughs> so, um, so I'm, I'm looking for, you know, some help there and I'm looking for help, but then also that, you know, comes with a cost. I don't want people working for free. So trying to work it out, but yeah, if you do want to support the show, if this show has helped you, uh, I will be uh, I guess now putting up a Patreon because Chris just said so. Look forward yeah, you, to that. Gonna put, we're gonna put up a Patreon. Yeah. I don't know what bonus because content you're gonna get on the Patreon. I barely make the content that's free. <laughs> they can see this video. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, we could do that. So if you want to see my facial expressions and my black ass <laughs> face, um, yeah, and me we'll, embarrassed. We'll put this video up because we are recording on Zoom. 
Um, That's right. That so could be that could be step number one. Yeah. So step one, then, yay. But I will one. say uh, before we get out of here, because you know I don't like to have these shows too long. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm excited for season five. I know it's been an unprecedented year. Everybody take their shot, right? I said unprecedented, but it's been a crazy year. Um, we're still alive. If you're listening to this, may God bless you abundantly. Um, in 2021, season five will start end of January, beginning of February. We're still working out some timing. We're going to be focused on getting you promoted and all things getting you promoted. That's what season five is going to be about. So I'm going to have some guest experts on. We're going to have some, some of you did take me up on my offer to like come on the show for free coaching. So we're going to have those episodes. Yeah. Get excited, Chris. I love when you get excited (laughs) because it's like very professional, excited. It's great. It's like, Uh, yeah. White man overbite. It's like it's like Michelle. It's like when when Michelle Obama was in office. Like you could tell she wanted to be extra with it, but she had to contain it. That's <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, let it out, Chris. Like, let it out. Let it out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Getting promoted. Yeah. So it's no all one. About... No one feels comfortable getting doing well. Maybe someone does, but nobody she's gonna help does. Me. Yeah, nobody does because you have to. Because the power the dynamic promotion. makes it uncomfortable. The power dynamic makes it uncomfortable. So you're helping them navigate that power dynamic. Exactly. See, you have learned so much from this show. (laughs) I should charge you. No, I'm playing. But we're going to get out of here. Chris, thanks so much for doing this crazy idea with me to have this behind the scenes episode. I mean, why not have a crazy ass episode to close out the crazy ass year? The crazy ass year. And uh, we'll see you back in the new year. So listen, you guys. If you need any help or advice about a specific situation, go to trillionva.com. My coaching is closed for the year. We're, we're on break. Um, back, it'll start back up in February. You can go to trillionva.com slash coaching. You'll be able to schedule time with me. Uh, that is for a fee because I have to pay Chris. Uh, now you know where your money goes. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you need anything in the meantime, Email me at ask at trillmba.com and I'll get back to you. If you don't hear from me within two or three days, email me again. Bring it back up to the top of my email box. Uh, I get all kinds of crazy emails of all kinds of things. And so sometimes I miss stuff. Um, So don't be afraid. Always email people again. Like, don't be satisfied with, I emailed them one time and they didn't email me back. They might not even see your shit. So like... Don't be that person. Squeaky wheels get the oil. So yeah, you guys, happy new year, happy holidays. And, um, you know, don't drink too much. Don't smoke too much. Everything in moderation. Just stay sane. We're going to make it through. Chris, thank you for this. Thank this you. Amazing. I love you guys. And we'll see you next year. Bye. The Trill NBA Show is a Fair World Corp. LLC production. Executive produced by Felicia and Rose Inuha. Sound design and editing by Chris Mann with Pod Shaper. Theme music is Kick Push by Ryan Little. Keep it trill every day, y'all. <laughs>